0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I think the joke's on me. I'm reminded of how Woody Allen adapted an old Yiddish saying, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. The first version of this sermon was based in part on what I thought was today's first reading describing the Hebrews in their journey after being freed from slavery in Egypt. But it turns out that the church, in its infinite wisdom, offers two different tracts of readings, and the one for which our parish happens to have a subscription isn't the one I intended to quote. So instead of hearing about being on a journey, we had the story of Abraham's wife, Sarah, who, although described as, quote, having ceased to be after the manner of women, unquote, nonetheless was told she would have a baby. And she did. After a moment or two of, oops, what shall I do, it came to me that maybe it wouldn't be stretching it too far to point out that what Sarah and Abraham had expected their lives to be like turned out not to be what would happen. It reminded me of how not just once, but quite a few times in my life, and probably in yours as well, what I'd planned to happen, what I expected to happen, didn't. Sometimes the changes were all right. But other times, they caused quite a disruption and were, to say the least, unwelcome. Being too stubborn to abandon my original sermon theme completely, that of being on a journey, I turned to the Gospel for today, and that helped, at least somewhat. There, the disciples are on a journey, going from village to village with Jesus, and then he sends them on without him. The disciples didn't know what that would be like, had no guarantee as to what kind of reception they would get. It would be what it would be. This is the first weekend for our parish without Father Sunil as our rector. It's still new and seems so unreal. For me, at least, it means the loss of serving with a respected colleague and, much more, a good friend. I'm not alone in trying to cope with that reality and probably neither are you. There are two things I know. First, that life is a journey and second, that that's true for this parish. The fact is that life, whether your life, my life, or the life of parishes, always includes change. An infant doesn't stay an infant. A toddler goes into a youngster who becomes an adolescent, then an adult, and eventually perhaps a mature grown-up. The point is that life itself is not static. It consists of one change after another, some welcome and some not. But in those changes, in one way or another, God is present not absent. Do you believe that? Do you trust that? Does it make any difference? Think about your life right now. If all is going well and you're pleased with what's happening in your life, do you take it for granted? Or do you stop and think to give thanks to God? If you're struggling with something, Do you remember that you're not alone in facing whatever challenges may be present? Back in the 19th century, Edward Osler, an English surgeon, wrote a poem later set to a tune, which was then already 250 years old. The words are simple, words we sang. O God unseen, yet ever near. Sometimes, especially in the midst of change, particularly unwelcome change, we may so focus on what is happening that we forget that God is near. I suspect that's why the poem continues with the immediate plea, thy presence may we feel. A plea which I'm sure I'm hardly alone in having prayed while in the midst of trying to cope with one situation or another. A week ago, Bishop Nisley was with us, administering the Sacrament of Confirmation, receiving a number of men and women into the Episcopal Church from a sister communion, and blessing others who are making a reaffirmation of their faith in God and commitment to the Church. In the course of that liturgy, the bishop asked all present a series of questions. Questions not only about a belief in God, but our intention to reflect that belief in the way we live. One answer to those questions was, I will with God's help. With God's help. It makes a difference. It makes a big difference as to how we can and cope with unwelcome or painful change. Do we think or act as if whatever we do completely depends on us with no thought of or reaching out to God? If or maybe more realistically when that happens, that's when we need to stop. That's the time to refocus, to remember that God while unseen is near, is with us. And here's a newsflash. None of this is entirely new or unique to us. I suspect the author of Psalm 121 experienced exactly that, leading him or her to cry out, from where is my help to come? And the answer came immediately, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Both the question and the answer are as timely today as they were thousands of years ago. Every one of us is on a journey, and so is our parish. The opening hymn says, all our hope on God is founded. That God, the God we worship, the God who is unseen yet ever near, is the same God who was with Abraham and Sarah, who was with the disciples as their lives were changed, and will be with you and me and with our beloved parish. My brothers and sisters, count on that, amen.